Gaming on the Frontier. This is Trav. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of pushing worlds around, emptying oceans, you know, and getting everybody in the entire world to come to your concert. Do you want paper or plastic with that delivery? <laughs> Do you want fries with that? Uh, no, paper or plastic is a good thing because we're talking because this week we are talking about Fringeworthy and we are talking about the big system now. This isn't just for Fringery. This is if your game has any kind of a god tech level wish machine that basically can give you anything you want, whenever you want it, as much as you want it. I mean, and, and not just you, but everybody everywhere. So uh, so we're talking about what we refer to in, um, in Fringeworthy as the big system. Uh, Trav, why don't you explain what the big system is and why do we need it? Okay, the big system, as far as Fringeworthy, it was mentioned in the OGL version. It was built on the backbone of what we know as the Fringe Pats. It was built to enable commerce throughout the Commonwealth, which, considering how big the Commonwealth was, you had to be able to move product quickly to whoever needed it. Yeah, we're talking a million, million worlds here, folks. Yes, so if you need to get a world that, okay, something has happened, they need food, you know, there's uh, something happened on the world, there's a famine, okay, we have this entire world we can tap for food, here we go, and you send the product right there. And it even mentions you can move worlds from one universe to another. Okay, we have a series of quasars that are going to go supernova, fine move these worlds to this universe where they aren't and the stars are fine. Okay. Everybody's saved. Right. But not just those people. Okay. Uh, the, uh, but also, you know, I mean, you moved a, a world full of people. Maybe you moved the entire world. Okay. To another universe. And of course you have to drop it into orbit at an appropriate distance to a star that may not be exactly the same as the star they left, um, in you know, in at the proper orbit, the proper you know yearly cycle, um, or not, uh, preferably the same yearly cycle, um, and but you also you know uh, in such a way that you don't like cause massive earthquakes and uh, maybe leave the atmosphere behind. And there's that moon, remember? Okay, it has to also be dropped in to its new location with, with its orbital velocity maintained at its distance and everything else. And, you know, yeah, because and, you, don't want, you don't want to mess up the tides and everything. Oh, yeah, right. we saved the planet and we just flooded North right. America. And, yeah. what, and what about all those, uh, you know, those satellites that are around the planet? Don't they have to come too? 
Yeah. So needless to say, this big system, to say it is a marvel of Termellern engineering, it probably was their greatest one. I would, hands down, I'd say the big system had to have been there. The fringe paths, yeah, that was the thing that got them across the world. The big system is what helped the Commonwealth grow. Right. And, you know, it makes sense that the big system would exist because when we talk about the Tamellans who are the creators of the fringe pass system, the great old ones, whatever you want it, whatever way you want to talk to them, okay, the progenitors of this giant, you know, uh, million million world commonwealth, okay, they in their own history they had resource wars, where they literally, you know, with, with they 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 were engaging in uh, genocide is the wrong term, but basically massive you know, wars to, to get their hands on resources until they finally were a, until they finally were able to figure out ways of producing, you know, matter energy conversions, mining asteroids with robots or whatever, you know, and then finally interdimensional travel where they were able to harvest materials from alternate Earths and other worlds so that they would never have, you know, they would never have want again. And therefore they could be at peace and be safe Everyone could be safe because the reason, that reason at least, for wars would go away. Yeah. Because, you know, in most of the world, it's, you know, most wars happen because somebody's trying to expand their area of influence because they want the resources from those areas. Okay. Now, there are a whole bunch of, you know, megalomaniacs who basically just want more people under their thumb. All right. You know, that's, that's never going to change if you're that kind of a person. Okay. But... You know, they if you have the uh, if you have the ability to either leave, you know, your world for another world, that, you know, and they can't stop you, uh, or if you have the ability, or if they can't starve you out, or if they can't, you know, get in because you can erect, you know, um, defenses that can't possibly be penetrated, then you know, things these kinds of death spots are, are going to have a really hard time, you know maintaining control it's you're going to have if you do have death spots it's going to be more of a philosophical kind a religious order or yeah or, you know um you know just like say a philosophy like you know uh, let's not forget about uh, more people have died on earth as a result of the um uh chinese uh, uh revolution okay than any than any other reason you you know uh we, we lost people in cambodia by the Hundreds of thousands, China, during that whole thing there, more than the the uh, uh, the Crusades, more than you know the American Indian uh, Native American genocide or anything else. I'm just saying is is that you know it's philosophical ideologies can yeah. can still cause massive amounts of harm, but it does still require a lot of people agreeing to those at least. You know, it's not just the, a situation where you're being forced to do it because if you don't, then your life and liberty, if you have the big system that basically you say, I don't want to be here anymore, bam, you're not here anymore. They yeah, can't you, stop can, you. you can find a world where, oh, look, there's plenty of resources. I don't have this, what was the term Arlie or Ermi used? I don't have this jack wagon over here telling me what to do, bing. Yeah, 
Right. So that was that's you know that and that followed the Tamellern ideology themselves of basically allowing each person to achieve maximum potential and the the fact that they wanted to make sure everybody had the resources they needed in order to do what they needed to do as long as of course they weren't using it to oppress other people. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, this was a real, you know, the, the, the Tamellan for all their flaws, which we're not going to go into. And you're definitely, you know, if you if you want to look at the Tamellan Meller War and the podcast we've done on it, you can find out a lot of their flaws. But I'm just saying that they their intentions were always to create a big kumbaya where everybody could be yeah. friends with everybody. And we could share and nobody had to have any wants or 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 needs other than the desire to make themselves a better, better creatures. I, I think the best way to call the Termelon would be blindly optimistic, where, yeah, they were always looking for the future and a better life for everybody under the aegis that they brought them under, but they thought they expected themselves out of everybody. Yeah, they, they had a tendency to project their own... Um, you know, their, their own mindsets onto other yeah. races. And sometimes that was a problem, which is why they created the Meller, which was to uh, a, a creature that could truly understand, you know, the, the people and, and nurture those people so that they could join the Commonwealth. So, because the Meller knew they had limitations as well. And, you know, no nobody wants to micromanage an entire planet. That's that's why you you get yourself a servant population to do it for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyways, but the point is, is that they needed that big system in order to achieve this. Okay, it wasn't enough to just simply go and say, oh, you know, we, and this is and this is a flaw, you know, something that happens with the new Commonwealth, which I consider to be a huge flaw, and nobody seems to figure out. You just can't go in and say, oh, you need energy here. Let us teach you how to how to create energy using nuclear fission. That can't possibly go wrong, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and and the the you know the Earth people, you know the the explorers and such in the game have a tendency to come in and be Father Christmas and just start handing out you know technology right and left without ever thinking about the consequences or how it fits into their society. And you know sometimes the people who are in charge on this world are smart enough to say, "No, I don't think so." Which is what happened with the people that are called the um, uh, Elizabethans, and then later on they rebranded themselves as the Edwardians because time passed. Uh, yeah. But basically, they said, "No, no, we will decide what technology comes to our world. We don't want your jets. We don't want your television. We don't want your well. We've been maybe maybe your radio. Okay, you know we can see yeah. that. But I'm just saying they were really restricted about that because they wanted." their society to develop without going pell-mell into the the future the way, well, the way our world does, you know, where, some, yeah. you know, we're still finding out how to, how, you know, how cell phones and internet and all these things. I mean, it's only been, let, let, you know, 30 years since yeah. something that basically revolutionized all life on the planet, you know, came about and and people act like oh it's no big deal it's a tremendous big deal but you know it's one of those things where we're since we're in the thick of it we're constantly working to try to do it when you have the big system it's really really possible to drop a huge amount of stuff on people because once they a, a world qualifies for joining the 
uh, Commonwealth, they're theoretically uh, everything is available. Well, see, they the the Termellern did the Commonwealth did leak it in slowly. That was in the Termellern history part in OGL Fringeworthy. They didn't just dump it because they realized by the, as they gained more and more worlds in the Commonwealth, they're like, yeah, we don't th- these people because we did okay again the three client things: a world government period of peace that is sufficient to provide the opportunity to rearm and renew conflict, but they don't and a minimum standard of living for all sentients on the planet. We figured, and again, we did an episode on this, I forget the exact topic, but technically you could have a world government at, well, the we'll use the OGL progress levels, PL4, because you need worldwide communication, which technically you could do with radio and telegraph. So during the inv- earliest feasibly you could have a world government barring like a telepathic hive mind or something would be pl4 industrial revolution steam tech level late 19th century and the termeller knew okay they have this stuff we're not going to dump nuclear you know cold fusion pocket held reactors on these people we're going to build them up slowly to get to that point because they'd learned probably early on the Tremeller and said, okay, yeah. And these people, we gave them this and they misused it. And yeah, uh, sorry about those craters, you know? So they learned over time through trial and error, because we know the Tremeller and we're not perfect to how to gradually get people in. And even then, if they only got one of the three, that was client status. You didn't get the whole full Monty right away anyways if you had client status you got maybe okay we'll improve on this thing you have now we're not going to give you we're not going to start you from steam tech to anti-grav we're gonna okay steam go to maybe electricity you know they'll, they'll creep them up slower and give them the chance to their society to get used to these new relatively progressive excuse me technologies and sciences so i think they learned as they went and realized they weren't don't don't give them everything all at once. Hold some car, uh, play some cards close to the chest, so to speak, because I, I don't think they would have. As I said, they probably failed more than they succeeded early on because they didn't know how to build a commonwealth. They had to learn as they go, just like any other creature. Right. And mistakes were made. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of mistakes were made. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is why, again, they, they didn't start off with the Meller. They created the Meller as a result of finding out that, hey, when aliens come to your planet, sometimes they nuke everything. Not the aliens, yeah. the, the people in response to the aliens coming to the yeah. It's like, you know, you know we, we have all this technology for you, Earth. And, and Russia goes, oh, no, you don't. Yeah. Birds are flying. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, so, uh, so yeah, they, they did that. Uh, and but going back to like you know why you know why they they would have this is is that you know now once you have like millions of worlds you know and we're talking about you know I don't know how many people that is if there's a trillion if there's six trillion people and you multiply that with two more it's 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 million billion quadrillion you're like a quadrillion people right and then uh, and let's say uh bts uh is it bts you know the the, the korean group yeah behind uh, this yeah 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 they, they get real big and they said hey we're gonna go to this planet and we're gonna have a concert and everybody wants to go to that planet and attend the concert why not they n- nobody has to have a job anymore all of their needs are met they want to go see the concert they want to be there how is this going to happen? You know, obviously they're all going to say, "Hey, take me to the planet." 
and the big system is going to have to handle possibly, uh, you know, adding at least double the population of the planet. Yeah. Uh, I would say that probably they would have to, they would, they would go to a planet that was solely for the purpose of, of, of doing this concert, you know. We have to go to concert world over here. Yeah. yeah. Well, much like uh, they talked about how on in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where there was this uh, one this one group where they would have to, like, you know, do a planetary uh, uh, ecological impact, uh, um, you know, re request or whatever before they went, and then they'd have to pay X amount to reconstruct the planet afterwards after their fans got there, okay? For a number of reasons. One, is just the, such a large number of fans. Secondly, is because they had these speakers that were so loud that if you were within a mile of the speakers, your body would be, like, pulped. Oh, jeez, <laughs> so, yeah. And, and I was thinking about that, and I said, you know, the way I would do it would be a, uh, a sequence of holographic projectors. So you... If, as you as if you were 20 miles away you know then you're over the horizon so to speak okay and you, and you basically reproduce the the people up on on stage and then you, you have speakers that are you know showing uh setting the music out but then you have to have a, a rever basically an inverted speaker system to basically stop the music that's coming from further you know closer to the to the stage so that everybody hears like pure sound, okay. So you're doing this basically in in in, in not in rows. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. the way from one side of the planet to the other, uh, so that the people who are on the other side of the planet are probably hearing this. You know, uh, like maybe a half a second after the the the, the musicians actually do it, okay. Uh, but also you want to make sure that the uh, sound is in sync with the projections and. I mean, it's a big job to do this. This is a yeah. huge thing. And that's being handled not by the big system. That's being handled by just, you know, the the the, the producers, the, you know, the promoters and stuff, okay? The big system is is getting the people there, figuring figuring out some way to decide who gets to be in the front row, who's going to be in other rows. Does it matter if you're if you're not in the first row? Does it matter? Okay, um, and then you know making sure that it, it basically doesn't completely destroy the ecology. Yeah. Uh, uh, or maybe it does destroy the ecology, which is why you put it on Concert World, which is nothing but you know an entire planet that's been covered in uh, 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 astroturf. Yeah. <laughs> but then you also have to have all the resources these people need, okay? Uh, you know, you know, you have to provide air for them because, you know, there's probably not anything growing on this planet because it's for filling up an entire planet. You're going to have all, all those uh bat, you know, are these people going to tell are you going to teleport them back home to go to the bathroom or are you going to have bathrooms set up there that have to be emptied? Okay, first of all, the bathrooms have to be put there. Second, you know, maybe a, you know, a high-tech porta potty, and then do you flip the the porta potties, take them out, put a new one in, you know, or do you just take away the the the, the waste material and you know? And, and... Basically, you'd have to sit there Woodstock on crack. Just right. Okay, all the problems you, know, you had in, what was it, 67, 90, I think it was Woodstock 99, and there it was like 
the original 25th and I think the 30th anniversary they did Woodstocks. And you had all the logistic problems that you had. Even well, you know, the more I think about it, I mean, I was writing all this down. The more I think about it, the easier way of doing all this stuff is to basically, if you need water, you know, or if you need to go to the bathroom, they just send you home. You take care of business, they bring you back. Yeah. Okay. Rather than having anything like that, so you know, and of course, you know, um, you know, if if there's people there that are selling souvenirs or handing out promotional material, merch, that yeah, stuff has to keep coming. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, it's going to get dispersed. And... Oh, that's that'd be one hell. Of, and I've had to deal with merch tables at MarsCon. Yeah. That'd be one hell of a merch table. Just yeah. <laughs> Well, I just imagine you'd have people that were just walking through the group, handing stuff out or doing stuff like wander, like you know, like you know, like they used to have cigarette girls inside of uh, yeah uh, casinos, you know, yeah casinos and stuff like that. You'd have people doing that kind of stuff, or just simply walking around with a with a thing saying, "Do you do you want this?" Okay, bang, bam, it appears. Now we also know from the fact that there were manufacturing worlds and there were warehousing worlds. Yeah, know, in the game that the big system probably did not handle the manufacturing of materials, just the transport of them. So, you know, you, you'd have to have, they, they would have to be coordinating with these manufacturing worlds, possibly, preferably ahead of time. Yeah. To make material like that promotional materials so that they'd be ready. Okay. But also, you know, they would, there's some stuff that it just basically happens on an ongoing basis and you just divert it, you know, to them as necessary. So you know, you're going to, so basically the big system is going to be drawing from, you know, million, uh, possibly thousands of manufacturing sites on worlds to bring the materials for just one thing happening on a world, you know, and yeah, with, with the, you know, in, in large and small, you know, I mean, it's there's there's so many possibilities. You want a wave pool? You're gonna need some fresh water, right? Boom. And I'm imagining this now. Okay, <laughs> Commander, you know, is the UN team. What world? It seems we're on a world that makes nothing but band T-shirts. Yeah. Oh my God, there's an entire Metallica warehouse. Yeah. You know, just yeah. 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 Except there'll be some group we never heard of, probably. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or it could be groups that we've heard of, but just different band members. It's right. like. And Elvis now, was Elvis wasn't in Megadeth. What? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was. There's alternate Earths after all. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, the I United people would be going. Metallica was an all guy band, you know. Just and we, you could just go nuts with that. Yeah, just. But yeah, no, the merch tables. That was something. Just yeah. as you're talking about this, I'm going. Oh God, the merch tables. They'd have to have like space stations just <laughs> right if someone gets hurt they need to transport them off into yep, a hospital. first aid and yeah all the stuff you needed a concert that you'd have just turn so, it to a million yeah but see if you have the ability to instantly transport people you know across time and well, not time but but space uh then you you know you you therefore you know a lot of the logistics actually becomes easier because you can take the people to where the materials are that they need and then bring them back afterwards. Yeah. So yeah. in a lot of ways that makes it a lot simpler because, you know, you, you might not have to send resources, you know, uh, to a planet if you could transport the people to, to a planet which has the resources. So, yeah. But it's a problem in the sense that if this is a, 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 as you said, a Commonwealth world that is uh, a client status, 
where they're not supposed to be interacting in a in, in the full-blown god level way with the rest of the commonwealth then you can't be like grabbing up entire cities and dropping them into a park area on to Melrose prime <laughs> they'll freak yeah. out the yeah women will have babies okay <laughs> things will happen in some cases men will have babies and it's uh, not that there's anything wrong with men having we just want to put that out there no that's, that's right. the, and we, i'm, we, I'm we here i support men having babies yeah, that that's right no i'm the whole list from ghostbusters <laughs> dogs and cats living together mass hysteria. yeah mass hysteria yeah. <laughs> sure sure yeah no um but yeah just this conversation right here about okay we want to do a concert that the entire commonwealth can attend and the logistics involved and everything you need. Y'all should be getting a grasp of what this big system could do. We've just used the example for a concert, yeah. a, a music concert, a music festival type thing. So, and that that's just point, that's just point one on the, the, the patented Bruce Sheffer outline that we're reading from right. tonight. Yeah. Right. Well, and, 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 and the, the number two thing, which you've kind of talked about, the importance here is that it has to be able to respond instantly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on a planetary level and possibly a system-wide level because sometimes really bad things happen right away. I mean, there are such things as dimensional rifts. There are such things as um, mini black holes that, you know, and sometimes people, you know, went to, you know uh, go and get their coffee when they should be watching their monitor and don't notice it coming. Well, see, that that's the thing. That would prove that this big system would have to be run by, and of course they do biotech, so it would basically be a protein-based computer. It would it would have to be heuristic, which means it learns as it goes. It's a smart system, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, a, it's connected to a smart system. And yeah, it would have to know, oh, we need to do this now. And it would be at that level where you wouldn't have to deal with, quote-unquote, human error right like again well, again the termeller yeah. and tech going out oh i need my you know my venti mocha chocolata yaya or whatever it is and oh yeah i just found out a solar flare is about to cook the planet you know right <laughs> right but you know i mean you know we, we use the term smart system like somehow it it, it 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 eliminates the need for creativeness or you know uh rigor in, in the sense of of, of intelligent, you know, meat-based intelligent thought. Okay? Yeah. I mean, a system, you know, that's smart can handle minor variations and things like that really easily. You know, if someone on a, you know, who's Commonwealth registered, you know, at full registration says, I want to go to this planet, it can basically take them to a, you know, a, a public location. No problem. Doesn't need anybody involved, okay? But when you say something like, well, we're going to go and we need to take this entire planet and drop it in to another entire planet of people, okay, then you need you need to have some people talking. You know, people need to talk, all right? Because uh, if you suddenly doubled, you know, they kind of talked about it in the reverse in the uh, uh, Infinity War where they lost half of everybody. Yeah. And they and they didn't really talk about it during the next movie, but that would devastate the entire economy, everything else if, you know, half well, the people didn't show up for their jobs, you know, then things wouldn't happen. Well, yeah, and they they you saw, you know, 
the five year later view, okay, they're over Yankee Stadium and it's falling apart and everything's dark. And yeah, and then they brought up more about it with what they called the blip when everybody came back and that whole global relocation thing and Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, they touched on it a little like, yeah. okay, these people have been gone for five years. Things have gone down. People, oh, we now have all this housing because these people are, well, as far as we know, gone forever. And we moved in these houses. And then all of a sudden they came back and it's like, okay, and this new family. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, they, they touched on it in that way, but. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and these people who are who are essentially are refugees, they don't want to be treated like second class citizens. Right. You know, so, you know, how you know, how are you you, know, you, you need to use the big system because it's so immense. But how are you actually you know, you're going to have to have people planning. They're saying when this happens, this is what we're going to do and program it into the big system so the big system could do it. Now, what, what would it mean? Uh, maybe it would mean uh, creating uh, floating uh, cities in the oceans. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it would because there's a lot there's a lot more ocean than there is land. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe it would mean taking every building and you know, because you know the buildings we're talking about this is you know maybe adding I don't know uh, you know doubling their depth. Okay. They got like sub levels now. You know, yeah. and that, and with elevators and stuff like that connected to the existing elevators, and the people who are on top, they're still living their same life, but now they got people going down into the sub levels. That's a little bit more problematic because again, that we don't want them to get that second class citizen kind of thing going on. Right. Or you know, the alternative would be to double the height of every building with additional you know uh, reinforcement for structural height and stuff like that. That's great until the person who had the penthouse suite suddenly finds they're only halfway up the building and their view is like totally gone, really. I mean, you had this whole sky above you before. Now you got a you got a ceiling. So uh, yeah, and uh, and you're getting and, and these are rich people. So of course, because they're in the penthouse, and so they're got you know do you just relocate the person who's in the penthouse to the new penthouse? You know, do we just duplicate them and put them on top and then? Everybody else is in the inner, you know, everyone else is basically just stacked in there. The new people. I don't know. I'm just saying is that those are the kind of questions that would come up. And the big system is going to be like, uh, you know, like I said, it doesn't manufacture. So it's going to have to basically, you know, have to, you know, it's, there got to be some plans of like when this happens, you know, do we have any kind of standardization of buildings that we can just plop? You know, another half, you know, another fifteen stories <coughs> on top of each other, like Disney World. You know, Disney yeah. World, the uh, oh, uh, the 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 modern hotel, I mean, the contemporary hotel. It's actually in a V, and so originally it was just like a frame with holes in it. And what they did was they made all the apartments as as units, and they just slid them in. Oh, okay. You know, all, and so all the apartments were pre-made. They just slid them in. Wow. You know, uh, you know uh, mortared them all together, and voila, you had the. And that's why the center of it's a big V, and you got the train coming through it, and everybody's got like you know you got all these balconies, you know, this staggering up toward the ceiling, uh, the 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 point. But the point is, that if that if you had that kind of standardization going, then yeah, maybe you could you could do that, you know. But if you don't. You know, if every world is super creative and everything is different, then I think they'd have to go the route of, of creating floating cities or, 
even uh, you know maybe just uh, create a dome uh, you know bring in a moon and put a dome on it <laughs> something well re well remember when they talked about oh originally the Tremelin prime platform was you know they they the 613 foot diameter platform size was something that they standardized to later Again, the Termellern did everything trial and error, and as they got farther and farther from Earth Prime, that's when you had, okay, now we have the standardization of how all nodes and platforms are set up. So, yeah, I would think as time goes on, they would learn the standardization, just say, okay, we have the same procedure everywhere. If we have to adapt it depending on the world, fine. Of course, the Termellern were Termellern. If there was a problem with the world, they would just change the world. Um, terraforming is not an issue for them. So, you know, like, oh, there's, you know, not enough oxygen here. There's not enough landmass here. Okay, flip a switch. We've done it. So, yeah, but still, I think they would have the standardization down where just for ease of having a system put something in. Okay, pick plan 35 AAC. Okay, put it there. We're good. Right. Well, I mean, you'd have to have millions of plans yeah. for the smart system to choose from that would be the best solution for this particular situation yeah you know and uh and we we, we and when we were talking about transferring an entire plans worth sometimes uh what you're trying to do is not transport the people sometimes you're trying to tra you have to transport the threat so if there's a corona ejection which is where uh due to uh you know basically the sun gets sick and it decides to uh eject its entire top layer of, of, um, of ionized gases and particles and things like that in a direction. Okay. And it's just so kind of like solar flare plus. Oh yes. Yeah, super plus. Okay. I mean, okay. basically we're talking a big chunk of the sun just basically comes off and goes heading off in a direction. Okay. And if, if earth is in the way, then uh, that's very bad. Okay. Yeah, you can't move the planet. As much as we saw Superman in the comics push up Earth out of the way to do something, no. And they even addressed that in, um, I think it was Justice League Doom, where Superman's there, well, I could just move the planet, and Batman, you know, Kevin Conroy's right on it. I would need a week to explain all the reasons why that wouldn't work. <laughs> just, yeah, they, they would have to remove the threat. Moving the planet would just cause too much ecological damage and just, like, Right. You know, barring the whole thing that they did. Oh, we're going to let it phase through the earth and people are just going to see the solar flare going through them and they just sit there all not, not reacting. Yeah, that was another problem I have with that. But yeah, you're right. They would have to remove the threat. Right. So you're going to grab up this solar, this solar e ejection, okay? We're going to take it. Is there, some, is, there a, is there something good? I mean, can you just take it? Um, and then funnel it through a bunch of magnets and create, you know, the world's biggest, you know, super magnetic power generator. I mean, are, you can't do that multiple times. I'm just saying, or you just take it to another universe and just let it beat the, the crap out of uh, some, you know, some, or just release it in interstellar space. And yeah, I would say just. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying between that, galaxies you know, where nothing is. Yeah, well, I you mean, know. people generally. You know, this is one of the problems with this planet is that people have a tendency to say, "We'll just take it and throw it away." And yeah. I've always said that all these mountains of garbage that we're creating with you know, uh, the, you know the, these these 
dumps, these landfills, and stuff like that, there's going to come a point in time where someone figures out how to use the stuff that's in there, and there's going to be they're going to be the prime real estate. Okay, same with nuclear waste. Okay, I'm sure that some of the, you know, the a lot of this nuclear waste, if we don't have that much of it, okay, at some point we're going to figure out how to best use it, and it's and it's going to be really valuable because I mean. Really, really heavy elements are really, really hard to make on a galactic scale. Yeah. And therefore, there's always going to be a shortage of them. Richard talked about that when he said that the, the when they went off to the, the basically the um, Incursion Galaxy Commonwealth, they, they found out that the, the, the uranium that was in the core of the nuclear reactor was worth as much as the planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. They traded, yeah, the, the Constantner Consortium traded in heavy elements and whatnot, and that was the top currency. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I I mean, that, now maybe with the Tamalerns and their super science, that's not a big deal or anything like that. They can just make as much as they need. But I'm just saying yeah. that in other types of, eco you know, of commonwealth or ecologies or whatever, you know, you get you know th those materials. It might point, at some point might be really really valuable. So well, the the thing is with with our throw away something until you know it absolutely can't be used for anything. Yeah, the thing. Well, you know, it's the whole thing: reduce, reuse, recycle. Right. Um. But yeah, the whole thing with dumps is that we are kind of use them now because all the compressed natural gas that is being used, especially for trash, uh, garbage trucks. That's all CNG powered now, which, yeah, they're make, they they dump it there and it breaks down and you get the methane and now powers the trucks that gets more trash. So, yeah, we're kind of using it to help further along. But, yeah, dumps. See, I live here, you know, I'm as I said, I live here in Michigan. Y'all know the water table. You know, I'm surrounded by four out of five of the Great Lakes here. The water table, technically in Michigan, there should be no dumps here. Former in-law of mine was a health physicist, and they said, yeah, there should be no dumps in a state like Michigan because just it's too easy to leak, let all this stuff leach into the groundwater. So the Termelon, yeah, they would, first of all, it's all biotech. It'll just decompose anyways. All of their, even if it looks metallic, everything the Termelon makes is grown. So when it dies, it'll just decompose, and they'll just, you know, use the nutrients to make something new. So they had that all set. Remember, the only time the Tremeller did anything hard tech was when, as they're climbing up the technological progress ladder, biotech hits a plateau. Then the Tremeller would use hard tech to bypass that plateau. Okay, yeah, the, this this hard tech thing, get it out of here. And we're right. rising again on the yeah. technological progress scale with biotech. Right, but even biotech can be a problem because it, the example is New York City and dogs. Lots of people have dogs. So yeah. much that there's over 5 million dogs in New York City. Now, what when these dogs have to go to the bathroom, they went out and they used to just poop in the street. Yeah. Well, if five million people decide just to go out and poop in the street, you'd say you had a health problem, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. So and they did and they did. It was being caused by the dogs. And that's yeah. why they had to institute some very strict laws about cleaning up after your animal. Yep, yep. And you know, and even that was, you know, you still end up with dirty streets because nobody's going out there with a bottle of Lysol. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so, no, here in my apartment complex they have next to the trash cans. And, and our staff is pretty good on changing these baskets. Right. There is the little green box that you can pull out the <clears throat> refuse containment bags out of a little 
slot on this box on a pole, and it's for to pick up after your dog. Right. So, yeah. But when I grew up, such a concept was would be considered radically invasive. Uh, you know, it was like, what? You know, dogs just poop. They just pee. They just do that. They just do yeah. what they do. And it nine times work. out of ten, they're going to do it on a lawn anyways. Oh, it's natural. It's like fertilizer. Right. Yeah. It what? doesn't work well, well at all when you're in a, in a steel city. Yeah, and also enough dogs pee and your lawn goes, yeah, so. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure that gets into the the, the, the uh, sewer system, and that means that wherever they're handling it, they're going to have to deal with, you know, you know, a, a lot more of that kind of stuff. So anyway, yeah. the point is, is, is that anytime you get these really concentrated areas of things, you know, you still got to be careful, you know, and it's also one of the reasons why, when you look at Tamellan worlds and such, things tend to be spread out quite a bit. Yeah. You know, and, you, and you have the orchard of home trees. You don't have one big home tree. They'll have a family or a clan. Well, that's how they end Tamellan Prime. A family or a clan had an orchard of home trees. Okay, my great-grandson and his family all live there. My great-granddaughter and their her family they all live over in that tree and the tree would supply for everybody in the tree. Right. But so yeah. The land surrounding. Okay. You want to basically have enough so that the environment can, you know, can I, I'm, I'm hand waving here naturally. You yeah. Know, uh, uh, handle all these things, you know, provide yeah. the oxygen, provide the, you know, uh, you know, break down the, the dog poop or whatever, you know, uh, you know, you know, keep the 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 plants and the insects and such at a at a nice, you know, um, uh, you know ratio. Yeah, you know, I mean, supportive, you know, an ecosystem, support ecosystem, so that you as humans fit in the or in the ecosystem. They're not just cleaning up after your messes, you know. So you want it to be basically a, a way so people could be part of all that, yet still enjoy. All it, the things that we love as hu as 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 people, you know. Air yeah, it, it it looked like by the time the Termellerns got past all their world wars, they didn't have they they already are in a post scarcity society. So that means they learned to be in 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 harmony with their environment, and they weren't taxing it like we are here on earth and the fact that they lost a lot of people <laughs> made it easier yeah they did have their that. wars and everything yeah, yeah. there and was a they, lot of loss of individuals as a result yeah of that. yeah the termellern did have world wars as i said everything that they did was through trial and error and they were just like uh, granted they were arboreal they didn't have ground predators they lived in the trees everything was fine but they still had resource wars. They had world wars on T prime and they just managed to get past it and evolve psychologically, emotionally, and socially. And then that's what, and then, okay, space travel and all that. And then we went and wait a minute, we're in another dimension. Cool. Let's, let's explore those. The lessons they learned on T prime, they took with them, but of course with each new world, they had to have a new lesson. And it was still trial and error on this massive scale as they progressed their commonwealth. Each time they come on a new Earth, something different. They couldn't rely on each Earth having the same problem because each Earth and each node progressed differently. And the people on them uh, have different levels of acceptance of uh, your solutions. Yes. Oh, we'll just make this continent a little bigger. No, no. We like that beach where it is. Don't move it. Yeah. I own that beach. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's always going to be somebody who's unhappy. I mean, there there is that. Okay, so you know, no, no matter you know, as as the saying goes, doesn't matter how beautiful the supermodel is. There's some guy out there who's tired of her crap. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's you know, and and, and that's you know. Anyways, um, so going back, uh, talking about how <coughs> all these things that these things can do. Okay, so like we, we talked about where, uh, and it was one of the questions I put lower down, which was is that once you join the Commonwealth and everyone finds out that there's an infinite supply of everything, all right, then there's going to be a, a, a big uptick in a lot of things. There's going to be a big uptick in, in power usage. There's going to be a big uptick in waste because at least until they, you know, they, they get the, you know the, the the wherewithal you know to to be able to handle that addition well with all the problems that you have when you introduce a new technology in the society right and again this is like robotech when the sdf1 landed all ships rise at high tide if you have to bring up one discipline one science in order to deal with a problem you have to bring up every other damn science and discipline to go along with it oh yes we have to make this new metal we have to make this new alloy in order to do you know this side or the other well fine you got a uh chemistry computer science mathematics physics all this to help make this new alloy again all these disciplines have to come up at the same time in order to help foster this new product this new concept that you have right but so yeah the turmelon yeah, but yeah. while that's happening, you're going to need a buffer, and that's where the big system comes in and provides the materials that you're learning how to make. And uh, in the meantime, they're providing you with something from their warehouses on a million worlds that can keep everybody going until that happens. Yeah. Unless, of course, they're just saying, well, we'll just take whatever comes in off the big system then. Yeah, so, which... which I, when it when they shut the big system off, caused a, that's one of the reasons why a lot of these worlds just collapsed. Yeah, because they were so dependent on that system. Right. And they and of course the Tremelern being and again I'll use the term blindly optimistic, they never realized. Yeah, this Commonwealth will last forever. It's nothing from within would ever cause anything, and we can handle anything that comes from without because we have. The technology of a million million worlds. Right. Whatever somebody throws at us, we'll just deflect it. Fa, we're gods. These petty non-commonwealth entities or natural disasters will not harm us. We've mastered everything that has come along. Right. And everything crumbled from within. Right. Yeah. That's that's how these types of godlike situations happen. The the rot happens inside, not externally. So, yes. Yeah. But, you know, uh, when, so, you know, when these things happen, when the, this growth happens, okay, you know, you, you're going to have to have a, you know, the, the big system is either going to need to uh, uh, transport waste off the system so it doesn't kill the ecology, uh, it's gonna, or it's going to have to, you know, it's going to have to bring stuff these new resources in, you know, whether it be uh, the power to to generate uh, uh, 
electricity because everybody's using electricity like crazy. Everybody can go out and, and, and get themselves air conditioning and everybody can have every electronic toy and run everything at, 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 you know, in max all the time because, hey, we're in the new commonwealth and, they yeah. offered, and they're telling us we're going to be able to live like gods. Well, I want to live like a god. And that means I never have to say no to any of my my desires yeah so you know so you're going to have this huge uptick and of course one of the desire results of some of those desires is going to be a huge uptick in population which suddenly is going to need uh, a, a huge uptick in healthcare. yep <laughs> well make, then you just well you just make everybody immortal you know aging still disease gotta, you still got to make those you still got to deliver those babies Still going to take either robots or people to do. Well, this. yeah, there are certain health issues you're going to have, even if you yeah. live forever, unless you sterilize the population yeah. through either, you know, I, genetically you... retweaking their, you know, sexual organs or putting it in the food, right. or yeah, you're, you're, so you're yeah, saying still... you're going to put, you're basically going to contraceptize an entire planet while they make the adjustment? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm, I'm using that as an example. I'm not saying that the Tremellon would. They would just say, oh, we have overpopulation. Actually, I think they would. Uh, I think they would. because I, I think they would allow the choice. The Tremellon, I don't think, would force that on a population. They'll be like, okay, we have this population problem. We're going to ask that if you don't want to have kids to help the problem, we will make it where you will not have children. We will add something to your food. You won't taste it. You won't know it's there, but it will temporarily cancel out the ability to promote, what's the term? Gametes, I think. Well, sperm and egg. It, it, it will yeah. stop conception. Yes, you, you will not be able to conceive. No harm will come to your bodies. Or just and, at a much lower rate. Yeah, yeah. It, and I'm sure the big system, or at least the big brains behind the big system, would go, Okay, in order for us to handle this, we need to have at least 58.3% of the population not popping out new beings. Okay, and then just, it would be, all right, we need this many people on this world to not be having kids. Right, so just, yeah. Yeah, the simplest way of doing it would probably be to reduce the uh, you know, uh, sperm count in the males. Yeah, if you're, if yeah. Assuming yeah. that, that, that yeah. on this alternate Earth they still have the standard male and female kind of thing going on. Right, right. So, right, right. you know, and so uh, you know, you're you know, you're you're going to be less you're going to be either more lucky or less lucky depending upon your your point of view <laughs> on 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 the idea of conception. So And all of a sudden they're and all of a sudden they're sitting there going what while they're doing that, okay, we're doing this. Okay, wait a minute. Why is my bathtub water warmer? Wait a minute. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Anyways, okay. I have no next idea point. what you were going for with that one. Okay. Oh, they the running joke is that when you're in a hot bathtub, oh, that really reduces the sperm count. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And even okay. You know, Crichton, yeah, Star Trek and Sonic walk- showers. Yeah. I always kind of wondered about that because you don't hear about anybody conceiving accidentally. You know, yeah. on Star Trek, <laughs> I always had a feeling the Sonic showers might have something to do with this. Yeah. Anyways, but that's a little... That's a, well, they could just be playing the wrong music. Now, if the Sonic Shower is out there playing Marvin Gaye or Barry White, you know, hey, you know, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a full-service medical uh, uh, you know, sick bay. <laughs> full-service, yeah. yeah. And, and as I as I would say to my friends, 
hit the button. Yeah, we'd have the Marvin Gaye playing, but that's not pod safe music, folks. So, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying is that nobody ever, except for when an alien comes and, and, and conceives a baby with Deanna Troy, uh, you know, an energy being. Or, you know, or, it, it, or the one in a Enterprise where Trip ended up pregnant. You're seeing them all right, snickering. Right. It's like, I, this ain't funny. I got. I think I'm blocking that. I, I, I keep forgetting oh, about that one. Yeah. But anyways, I, and I have nothing against guys, you know, uh, getting pregnant. Uh, Again, we we've already been down that road. Yeah, yeah we yeah. have no bridge. Uh, but I'm just saying is is that you know it, it seems like you know what part of the, the you know the new future is is that you know things like having babies even between species is something you choose to do, not not something that you have to deal with accidentally. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But anyways, the uh, so I'm I'm saying is that you know the big system can be a huge buffer. To the to this kind of thing where you know suddenly people are realizing that they you know they you know they don't have to go to work, but then also there's this issue where since they don't have to go to work, they have all this free time, then they can they can overwhelm you know places of resources and well, places you know. of entertainment. You know, well, yeah. You know what? what uh, I mean, and also, of course, you know, just like right now, we're like we we can't open our dining room only our pickup because we don't have anybody working. So, you know, how are you going to have these entertainment venues if nobody's working? <laughs> well, again, that's where you have the constructed beings. You know, much more advanced Kellor. You would have biological androids doing all this. The Termelon could do that by now. You'd have the guy behind the merge table being basically... You just had the Queller do it, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, instead of, you know, the stick figure beings that they are, they would probably make them more personal. Like, good evening, you know, fill in the the gender or non-gender-based... Well, I think sober, they would go more no, toward the... Affectation. The, I think they go more toward the... the, the uh, you know the the cat bus. I mean, they they would literally be, be constructed beings that could be of any kind, shape, or whatever. You know, they they they, they would identify. They would be. I, I think they would identify themselves as not the population of the planet, so that you know people would know that they weren't. So you wouldn't be getting that whole we're being invaded by you know by people who look just like us, but they're not actually real because they're constructed. So. I personally think that, you know, unless you're really far along in the whole Commonwealth-type idea that, that, you know, bringing in um, robots or androids or things like that and, and trying to make them look as, as human as human is, you know, is a bad idea because they're just, we're just going to, people are going to be afraid they're being replaced. So, you know, or... You're gonna get that whole weird, uh, oh, uh, uncanny valley thing going on and stuff like that. Uh -huh. so it's, it's better to go the the full furry animal, you know, animals kind of thing. <sighs> you know, Dax, Jackson, Daxter kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you know they're they're intelligent, you know, but they're not humans. Okay, and you know you you st you still they have still have rights, you know, but you know they 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 they're they know that they're here to aid the indigenous population and not supplant it. You know, so they, in a sense, you are creating a slave race because they are intelligent. Yeah, right? yeah. But you're creating them with, with 
you know, with a set purpose for their lives. So, you know, you, a philosopher will have to get into that question. Yeah, yeah, programmable biological androids like the Zentradi and Robotech. They basically had, they were miners, and then when the Robotech masters cheesed off the invent, they said, nope, you're now warriors. Download new instruction. Right. Sick them. And, yeah. you, and you saw how in in, in the uh, uh, in Robotech how they as soon as they got a chance to listen to music or go yeah. drinking suddenly they just forgot all about their rules and their and their uh, their jobs and just tried to integrate themselves into human population as quickly well, yeah. as possible. And I'll I'll try to shorten this down because you know me in Robotech. The, 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 the Zentradi happened before. There was a, a rogue group of Tyrolians called the Savonians, and the Savonians had culture, and the Zentradi, Savonians didn't want to deal with the masters anymore, so they sent Zentradi in, and Zentradi said, oh, this culture thing is neat. Oh, you have art and music. And so the Savonians now had Zentradi friends to protect them. So that was where they said, okay, and I'll exit her. The Micronians in their culture cannot be allowed to be shown to the Zentradi, you know, you know and just... So that's why they had that. And then the Zentradi came to Earth, got hit with culture again. And yeah, and it just, yeah, you're right. You'd have to make them. And I'm sure the, the Commonwealth would do, okay, we know the psychology of these people. We're going to make them into the most, ex, the, the most, what's the word I'm looking for here? Aesthetically acceptable, I would guess. Oh, this culture thinks that this particular, this particular type of species is cute. And again, you know, have cat girls or, oh, you have dog dog servants that, you know, like dog boys from Rips, you know. Oh, they're loyal. They're helpful. They're, you know, they have the pack mentality. And they're here to, you know, sell the T-shirts on Concert World, you know. Yeah, things like that. You, you Most likely they would just uplift animals because, yeah, the Termelern have experience in that. That's how we got the damn key gag. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah. It, you it, saw it, how well that worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.